Om Sai Ram A warm welcome to all the devotees The chapter 50 of the original Sai Satcharitra has been incorporated in chapter 39 as it deals with the same subject matter Now chapter 51 of Sai Satcharitra has been treated here as chapter 50 In this chapter the author Sri Govind Raghunath Dabolkar alias Hemad Pant narrates the stories of Sri Kakasaheb Dikshit, Sri Tembe Swami Maharaj, and Sri Balram Dhurandar. Before we begin, I prostrate unto the lotus feet of Lord Ganesha, the Lord of Wisdom, and Goddess Saraswati, the Goddess of Knowledge. I bow in reverence unto the lotus feet of my Kuladevta, Bhavani Shankar Sri Nagesh Maharudra, and Goddess Mahalakshmi Devi. My maternal deities, Sri Devki Krishna Ravanath, Sri Ramnath, and Goddess Sateri. I pay my respects to my Sadguru Sri Sainath Maharaj of Shirdi, my parents and grandparents. Last but not the least, I bow down to you all, my listeners. So let us begin now. Preliminary Victory be unto Sai, who is the mainstay of Bhaktas, who is our Sadguru, who expounds the meaning of Gita and who gives us all the powers. O Sai, look favorably on us and bless us all the sandalwood trees grow on malaya mountains and ward off heat the clouds pour their rain water and thereby cool and refresh all the people the flowers blossom in the spring and enable us to worship god therewith so the stories of sai baba comes forth in order to give solace and comfort to the readers both those who tell and those who hear the stories of baba are blessed and holy as also the mouths of former and the ears of the later it is well established fact that though we try hundreds of means or sadhanas we do we do not attain the spiritual goal of life unless a sadguru blesses us with his grace hear the following story in illustration of this statement kaka sahib dikshit Mr Hari Sitaram Alais Kaka Saheb Dikshit was born in 1864 in Vadnagar Nagar Brahmin family at Khandwa His primary education was done at Khandwa and secondary education at Nagpur He came to Bombay for higher education and studied first in Wilson College and then in Alphinstone College After graduation in 1883 he passed his LLB and solicitors examination and then he served in the firm of government solicitors messrs little and co and then after some time started a solicitors firm of his own before 1909 sai baba's name was not familiar to kaka sahib but after that he soon became his great devotee while he was staying at lonaula he happened to see his old friend mr nana sahib chandorkar Both spent some time in talking about many things. Kaka Sahib described to him how when he was boarding a train in London he met with an accident in which his foot slipped and was injured. Hundreds of remedies gave him no relief. Nana Sahib then told him that if he wished to get rid of the pain and lameness of his leg he should go to his Sadguru Sai Baba. He also gave him all the particulars of Sai Baba and mentioned to him Sai Baba's dictum 
I draw to me my men from far off, or even across the seven seas, like a sparrow with a string fastened to its feet. He also made it clear to him that if he be not Baba's men, he would not be attracted to him and give a darshan. Kaka Sahib was pleased to hear all this and said to Nana Sahib that he would go to Baba, see him and pray to him to cure not so much his lame leg but bring round his lame fickle mind and give him eternal bliss. Sometimes after this, Kaka Sahib went to Ahmednagar and stayed with Sardar Kaka Sahib Merikar in connection with, the, with securing votes for the seat in Bombay Legislative Council. Mr. Bala Sahib Mirikar, son of Kaka Sahib Mirikar, who was a Mamladdar of Kopargaon, also came at that time to Ahmednagar in connection with a horse exhibition there. After the election business was over, Kaka Sahib Dikshit wanted to go to Shirdi and both the Mirikars, father and son, were also thinking in their house about a fit and proper person as a guide with whom he should be sent there. There, Sai Baba was also arranging things for his reception. Shama got a telegram from his father-in-law at Ahmednagar stating that his wife was seriously ill and that he should come to see her with his wife. Shama with Baba's permission went there and saw his mother-in-law and found her improving and better. Nana Sahib Panse and Appa Sahib Gadre happened to see Shama on their way to exhibition and they informed Shama to take Dikshit along with him to Shirdi for Baba's darshan. Kaka Sahib and the Mirikars were also informed of Shama's arrival. In the evening, Shama came to Mirikars who introduced him to Kaka Sahib. They arranged that Shama should leave for Kopargaon with Kaka Sahib by 10 o'clock night train. After this was settled, a curious thing happened. Bala Sahib Mirikar threw aside the veil or cover on Baba's big portrait and showed the same to Kaka Sahib. He was surprised to see that he whom he was going to meet at Shirdi was already there in form of his portrait to greet him at this juncture. He was much moved and made his prostration before the portrait. This portrait belonged to Megha. The glass over it was broken and it was sent to Mirikars for repairs. The necessary repairs had been already made and it was decided to return the portrait with Kakasaib and Shama. Before 10 o'clock, they went to the station and booked their passage. But when the train arrived, they found that the second class was overcrowded and then there was no room for them. Fortunately, the guard of the train turned out to be an acquaintance of Kaka Sahib and he put him uh, on the first class. Thus, both of them, Kaka Sahib and Shama, travelled comfortably and alighted at Kopurkam. Their joy knew no bounds when they saw there Nana Sahib Chandurkar who was also bound for Shirdi. Kaka Sahib, Nana Sahib embraced each other and then after bathing in the sacred Godavari river, they started for Shirdi. After coming there and getting Baba's darshan, Kaka Sahib's mind was melted and his eyes were full of tears and he was overflowed with joy. Baba said to him that he also was waiting for him and had sent Shama ahead to receive him. Kaka Sahib then passed many years in Baba's company. He built a wada in Shirdi which he made as his more or less permanent home. 
The experiences he got from Baba are so manifold that it is not possible to relate them all here. The readers are advised to read a special Kakasaheb Dikshit number of Sai Lila magazine, volume number 12, number 6 to 9. We close this account with a mention of one fact only. Baba had comforted him by saying that in the end, he will take him in air coach or viman, that is, secure him a happy death. And this came out true. On the 5th July 1926, Kakasaheb was travelling in train with Hemad Pant, talking about Sai Baba. He seemed deeply engrossed in Sai Baba and all of a sudden he threw his neck on Hemad Pant's shoulder and breathed his last with no trace of pain and uneasiness. We now move on to the next topic, Shri Tembe Swami Maharaj of Manga. This story shows us how saints love each other with fraternal affection. Once Shri Vasudevanand Saraswati Maharaj, known as Shri Tembe Swami Maharaj, encamped at Raja Mahendri in Andhra country on the banks of Godavari River. He was a devout orthodox jnani and yogi bhakta of God Dattatreya. One, Mr. Pundalik Rao, lawyer of Nanded in Nizam state, went to see him with some friends. While they were talking with him, the names of Shirdi and Sai Baba were casually mentioned. Hearing Baba's name, the Swami bowed with his hands and taking a coconut, it, uh, uh, taking a coconut gave it to Pundalik Rao and said to him, Offer this to my brother Sai with my pranam and request him not to forgive me, but ever love me. He also added that the Swamis do not generally bow to others, but in this case an exception had to be made. Mr. Pundalik Rao consented to take the fruit and his message to Baba. The Swami was right in calling Baba a brother, for as he mentioned, an Agnihutra day and night in his orthodox fashion, Baba too kept his Agnihotra or Dhuni ever burnt in the masjid. After one month, Pundalik Rav and others left for Shirdi with the coconut and they reached Manmad. And as they felt thirsty, they went to a rivulet for drinking water. As water should not be drunk on an empty stomach, they took some refreshments that is Chivda which is flattened rice mixed with spice. The chivda tasted pungent and in order to soften it, someone suggested and broke the coconut and mixed its scrapings with it. Thus, they made the chivda more tasty and palatable. Unfortunately, the fruit was broken and it was this same fruit that, you know, which was handed over to them by, uh, by Tembe Swami. As they neared Shirdi, Pundalikra remembered the trust that is the coconut and was very sorry to learn that it was broken and utilized. Fearing and trembling, he came to Shirdi and he saw Baba. Baba had already received wireless message regarding the coconut from Tembe Swami and himself asked Pundalikra first to give the things sent by his brother. He held fast Baba's feet, confessed his guilt and negligence and repented and asked for Baba's pardon. He offered to give another fruit as a substitute, but Baba refused to accept it, saying that the worth of that coconut was by far many times more than an ordinary one, and that could not be replaced by another. Baba also added 
now you need not worry yourself any more about the matter it was on the account of my wish that coconut was entrusted to you and ultimately broken on the way why should you take the responsibility of the actions on you do not entertain the sense of doership in doing good as well as for bad deeds be entirely prideless and egoless in all things and thus your spiritual progress will be rapid what a beautiful spiritual instruction baba gave we now move on to the next story of balram dhurandar mr balram dhurandar belonged to the pathri prabhu community of santa cruz bombay he was an advocate in the bombay high court and sometime principal of government law school at bombay the whole durandar family was pious and religious mr balram served his community and wrote and published an account of it he then turned his attention to spiritual and religious matters he studied carefully gita and its commentary gnaneshwari and other philosophical and other metaphysical works he was a devotee of vithoba of pandarpur and he came in contact with sai baba just in 1912 six months previous his brothers bapuji and vamandra came to shirdi and took baba's darshan they returned home and mentioned their sweet experiences to balram and other members then they all decided to see sai baba before they came to shirdi baba declared openly that today many of my darbar people are coming the durandar brothers were astonished to hear this remark of baba from others as they had not given any previous intimation of their trip all the other people prostrated themselves before baba and sat talking to him baba said to them these are my darbar people to whom i referred before and said to durandar brothers we are acquainted with each other for the last 60 generations all the brothers were meek and modest they stood with joined hands staring at baba's feet all the satvik emotions and tears hairs on the neck stand up choking etc moved them and they were all happy then they went to their lodging took their meals and after taking a little rest came to masjid balram sat near baba massaging his legs Baba who was smoking a chillam advanced it towards him and beckoned him to smoke it Balram was not accustomed to smoking still he accepted the pipe smoked it with great difficulty and returned it reverentially with a bow This was the most auspicious moment for Balram He was suffering from asthma for 6 years This smoke completely cured him of the disease which never troubled him again Some six years later, on a particular day, he got an attack of asthma. This was precisely the time when Baba took his mahasamadhi. The day of this visit was a Thursday, and Durandar brothers had good fortune of witnessing the chauri. Balram saw the luster of pandurum on Baba's face, and next morning at kakadarti time, the same phenomenon, the same luster of his beloved deity pandurum was visible again on Baba's face. Mr. Balram Durandar wrote in Marathi the life of Maharashtra Singh Tukaram, but did not survive to see its publication. It was published later on by his brothers in 1928. In 
In a short note on Balram's life, given in the beginning of the book, the above account of Balram's visit has been fully corroborated therein. With this, we come to an end of Sri Sai Satcharitra, the last chapter. I am very thankful to all of you, my listeners, for listening through all these chapters of Sai Satcharitra. Without you, I would not have found the courage to even start reading this Satcharitra. I am greatly thankful to you. May Sai Baba bless you and fulfill all your things. Bo to Sri Sai, peace be to all. Om Sai Baba.